The most permanent means of healing is from the inside out. The conflict and pain from others does not equate to the self-inflicted pain we cause ourselves. That's part of the reason it takes us so long to heal. Because once we've healed from the outside forces, we don't heal the source. Us. This week we're discussing the most powerful enemy we've ever met. Ourselves. Spiritual and emotional bodies Cause I know that spirit guides me And love lives inside me That's why today I take life as it Peace and blessings, family. It is your ratchet, righteous goddess herself, Dim Chakras. Make sure you follow the podcast at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for our motivational minute each and every weekday at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Make sure you follow us over there on Twitter to receive more ratchet than you ever would righteous at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Hey, y'all. Hey. I know my tone of voice has just kind of changed um, this week. I want to come to you guys in the most comforting manner that I can because this is something that is not easy to address, I feel, um, when we're addressing ourselves. And I think that when we are trying to heal, especially when we're trying to heal our inside, we lack accountability for the trauma that we cause us and how we are our worst enemy and the dangers of us and the just personal pain that we cause on our own behalf and how we do us and how we talk to us and so many different things and I truly, truly, truly want to assist as many family members as I can in reaching deep down inside and committing to the shadow work and committing to dealing with the trauma so that the healing is not only genuine, not only authentic, but it is permanent. And that temporary healing that we experience a lot of time is because we don't cover every aspect we think about the things that we feel like we're strong enough to to deal with and we get to a point in the shadow work where where we feel like we've gone too far into the darkness that we can't rope ourselves back from where we're getting or where we're going we um we retract and we retreat and we do it really really fast with with no no warning to ourselves we just we, we come back to the light and we come back to where we feel is safe And I think that there are some things that um, we forget. And there's just a lot that I feel like we don't gift ourselves. Um, Whether it be space, whether it be time, um, whether it be ability. We don't 
we we just we don't do ourselves justice and we find that we can place blame on outside forces all day long but a lot of it really is us a lot of it really really is us and i really could not think of a better time to to have the conversation um and as i receive the downloads from my spirit guides i um worked on the notes <laughs> for this episode and i really really um I just I really want to help people heal like that is that is the agenda that is the divine purpose I just really want people to heal and I could not think of um, a greater place to start than with ourselves we can deal with the outside forces as we deal with the outside forces because we don't have as much control over the outside forces but we have total control over us um, because we are who handles this headquarters so as you do right by your temple and as you do right by your body and as you do right by your being, you'll see that healing becomes a lot more simple and a lot easier because we talked about simplicity and we also talked about ease and the difference in the definition. But before we go too far into the episode, um, I just kind of want to get through the housekeeping notes just really, really quick so that we can get to um, things to remember on this journey to heal. The merchandise is out, so merch is available. I put the link in the bio of each episode going forward so that you guys can purchase merchandise to wear heel in your hoodies. Um, I'm really excited to see you guys. Orders have been coming in, so as they go out to you guys, um, I just I really can't wait to see you guys just wearing those hoodies and posting your pictures. Make sure that you hashtag D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Um, a lot of people are ordering the BUB, uh, Be Who You Be hoodies, which I really appreciate. Um, that's probably one of my favorite designs. If you put your order in anytime this week, um, I already expedited the production. I didn't wait for the production rollover, so I just went ahead and pushed it. So it might be to you guys a little bit earlier than um, what the delivery date was. So as you track your orders, please, please, please just make sure you check up on the dates because I want to make sure that everything is up to up to date. <laughs> um, the second thing, the live motivational minutes is happening again. I am going to dedicate some time this year to the live motivational minutes whether it be here in Baltimore or in just one of the surrounding areas. I haven't really figured out what I'm going to, or not what, but where. Um, we're going to designate our safe space for the time to spend time together. Last time was all women, gentlemen, kings, gods. Hey, I would like to see you. I would like to see you again. I would like to see you. So with that being said, guys, please, please, please ensure that you are coming out to these events it's not just for women it's not just for women it is not just for women as much as I advocate for y'all and as much as I love y'all and as much as I objectify y'all I want to see y'all like in person live I want to give you hugs and love and um, transmute some energy with you guys I love y'all I really do I love y'all um and I'm looking for men to be a part of a podcast project. I don't want to put too much about um, about it out publicly. Um, so if you are a gentleman and you are listening to this, hello, 
Hi King. Hey God. I, I want to speak with you, even if you're just a male. I want to speak with you. There are multiple topics, but I want to talk to you guys. So if you guys are interested in being a part of the project, please let me know. Um, and that way I can just kind of talk to you guys and get to know you guys more to figure out if you would be a good fit for the project so that I can try to gear the dialogue around um, or the interview around um, you and who you are and who you be. Where I feel like your insight would be impactful and helpful to those of the safe space. Um, if you guys are interested, please make sure that you DM me or send me an email at chrbriana. So chrbriana at gmail.com. I'm working on getting the website and stuff together. But until then, gmail.com. I think that is about it for housekeeping. Um... Again, I am your Ratchet Righteous Goddess herself, Christian Brianna, also known as Dem Chakras, D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. If nobody's told you today, please let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And I want to disclose to this, uh, disclaim to you this, excuse me. Um, as we talk through the notes that I've put down for this week they are in no particular order some may seem as if they are conflict that um, deserve resolution some of them may be a resolution to a previous conflict all of which I feel um, are important so if it applies to you then it applies to you if it does not it does not but I feel like we can all learn something um, with that being said as we continue to speak always am I transparent but um, you may catch me doing a bit of shadow work throughout this episode um, it's, I think that's really all about which I have to discl disclose um, and make a disclaimer for I don't think there's any like trigger warning or anything needed um, also at the end of the episode I have uh, some sound bowl sounds for you guys and a few minutes of meditation that I would ask you to consider taking. Please do not take these means of uh, meditation or these moments of meditation while you are driving. Um, just because some people are known to drift off. <laughs> um, so if you're listening to this to, you know, on the late night tip and you're driving home, I ask that you wait until you get to your safe space where you are um, stagnant, which means you're not moving. Um, and then finish the end of this episode. With all of that being said, hey, again, let's get into um, these things to remember on this journey to heal. I wanted to give you guys an affirmation this week um, to go along with this because I feel like I don't do that enough. You know, I affirm over you guys, you guys affirm over me, which I'm very appreciative of, but I don't feel like I gift you guys affirmations through the podcast enough. So this week's affirmation is my journey to healing is led by me. Again, my journey to healing is led by me. Let's say that with a little bit of conviction. My journey to healing is led by me. And I want you to reach. I want you to take your hand. And I want you to spread your fingers. And I want you to think of something warm. I want you to think of your, your fingertips and the palm of your hand as a very warm spot almost like a burner like an, a burner on on a stove and I want you to place your hand right above your navel in this area of your solar plexus and I want you to breathe deep real deep breathe deep 
real deep. One more time, breathe deep, real deep. And I want you to repeat, my journey to healing is led by me until you feel it, until you feel it, until you have affirmed over yourself correctly and you can truly believe what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and what you're repeating back to yourself. The things to remember on this journey to heal, um, there's several, and they may, you know, they may switch around. Um, the energy may lead us to not even complete these um, tips or tricks or these gifts or things to remember. Um, but we're just going to let the energy flow as the energy flows and go as we go. Okay? Guys, I'm like super thirsty this week, so I really apologize if you guys hear me swallowing. Um, the first thing, the first thing to remember um, is the comfort we feel in discomfort. And I think that sometimes we forget that we do really, really find comfort in being uncomfortable. And there's a difference between gifting yourself space to be uncomfortable and actually being uncomfortable. To seek discomfort is to lose the feeling of what we're used to. If you want to grow as you, you're going to have to be different. And I think that some of that comes from conditioning. And the discomfort that we're feeling is because we no longer want to be comfortable in what it is that we're feeling. We've grown up thinking that this way of us living is the correct way. And I don't mean correct as in like law, like by right. I mean correct in by uh justification of oneself you don't feel like this applies to you anymore so if it doesn't apply to you anymore and it's making you uncomfortable dare to be different make the amendment make the change shift that paradigm it's not applicable to you anymore as you grow you're going to have to change and there are going to be things about you that you no longer like or there are going to be things about you that no longer apply to the lifestyle that you are choosing to live in wanting to be a more authentic version of you. So in order for that to happen, you are going to have to deal with that discomfort. But at no point should you continue to stay uncomfortable in what it is that's causing you the discomfort if that's not the way that you choose to live. Does that make sense? The second thing is normalizing depression is not normal. Depression is not normal. Again, depression is not normal. One more time, depression is not normal. You're not meant to be the sadder version of yourself. You're just not. There's nothing wrong with you, but there's something wrong with you. Like, depression is, again, the sadder version of yourself. It is a chemical imbalance within you. Your chakras are in misalignment. You are depressed. The thing is, is that because this has been happening for so long, you have normalized this. This is normal for you. It's not okay. It's not okay to normalize your depression. It is not okay to normalize your depression. In order for you to be a emotionally happy and an emotionally healthy being, it is not normal to be depressed. It's okay for things to not be okay, but it is not okay to be depressed. It is common for people to be depressed. It is something that's very, very common. And I think with the... Um, amount of space 
that we've given depression we've normalized depression so it went from being um, something common that happens to people to being an overall characteristic of a person a person will deem themselves depressed a person will be diagnosed depressed a person will be put into a state of depression a person will place themselves into a state of depression and it's I don't want to say overused but it is definitely abused and it's not normal it's common but it's not normal it's okay for things to not be okay but please I ask that you consider no longer normalizing your depression the third thing is that plan B is actually plan A the thought that something bad happening conditions our minds to believe that it will happen gives us more space to manifest what we're in fear of so what I mean by that and I'm going to try to break this down um, as simple as possible if you've created a plan for yourself and you have not yet executed it the plan B should not be the resolution to the problem that has not presented itself there should be no plan B in place Now, that's not to say that you are not supposed to be proactive but the fear that you have placed in yourself is that plan B is going to be a reactive behavior to plan A in the event that it fails. Not in the event that it needs changing, but in the event that it fails. Do not create a plan B for plan A if plan A has not yet been executed. Always have a backup plan, but do not deem that the reactive behavior to a failure that has not manifested because it's not warranted it's not applicable it has not happened yet it may never happen so there's no need to put yourself in that place if it has not happened this may take a minute um, this next one our shadow is still a reflection remember that sometimes the reflection we see is the darker side of us it's still a part of us and it's something and someone we cannot run from. Our shadow is a representation of us without all the extra details. An outline, if you will. I ask that you consider not getting consumed by your shadow self, but better understand that it does exist and learn to deal with that part of you. No matter how much light you shine on your shadow, it's still a darker version of you. Y'all even in writing the show notes as the download was was completing and as it was coming over me and as it started to to fill me and it started to move through my spirit i had to deal with me for one very very long minute <laughs> i forgot that my shadow was somebody that i couldn't run from there are parts of me that I deal with there are parts of me that I have grown to accept because this is me and it's not a behavior that I'm willing to change so with that being said I have to grow to accept that this behavior is not one that is accepted by too many people like violent me I have no problem with fucking shit up 
um, the boundaries that I have in place. Some people may feel like my boundaries are um, very shallow or that I'm being bougie or I'm being stuck up or I'm being overprotective of myself and I don't feel like that is a thing that doesn't exist for me. But that would be a part of the shadow work within me because I understand where these parts of me have come from and why they are a part of me. So I've accepted my shadow. I've accepted the darker parts of me. I've even accepted the parts of me that are dark that I would like to bring attention to. I would like to bring to the light. And I have retreated from those spaces in multiple occasions because I was not willing to accept that I had the strength to deal with me. Like, I, I got to go in there. I, I got to go into that part of me. And I got to deal with these parts of me in order to be a better version of me. Because if I don't, then as these parts of me come up and people ask me, like, well, why are you like this? I'm going to gift them the excuse. Or I'm going to give them the excuse that this is just me. That's not warranted. That's not acceptable, in my opinion. I want to deal with me, all parts of me, even the parts of me that are the darker parts of me. Um, at one point I was diagnosed with clinical depression and I was diagnosed with multiple, um, not really multiple personality disorder, but I was diagnosed with, um, more like a bipolar disorder and I was diagnosed with, um, anxiety, chronic anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder. There were several things on my chart. Now, honestly, I really wish I could find that paperwork. I think my dad has it or my mother. Um, it, it was a part of my shadow. And my anxiety for a very long time was a part of me that I did not want to deal with. I did not want to deal with the fact as though I was living in the future and ignoring my now. And how dangerous that was for me because I was putting myself in position to be reactive to some shit that never happened. And I kept manifesting these what if situations, things that I was so afraid of happening. I was manifesting that through fear. And I was projecting my anxiety on people who had no intent on hurting me. But because my anxiety got in the way I did, I fucked up a lot of good relationships. And I couldn't apologize for it because I wasn't sorry. That's one thing that I wasn't. In dealing with my anxiety, I was never a person who apologized a lot for pushing people away. I just pushed you away and I just kind of dealt with it. I dealt with the fact that you were no longer going to be a part of me. And I just didn't take responsibility for it being my fault. I knew that I did it. But never did I want to say that I was responsible for it. I just blamed it on the fact that one day this person was going to hurt me. I just knew it. I just knew that one day this person was going to turn on me. One day this person wasn't going to do right by me. And I fucked up a lot of good relationships. Maybe a couple business partnerships. Um, some I was right about. <laughs> some I was most definitely right about. But there were some that, now that I think back on it... Um, just, I fucked up. I, I could have had a lot more experiences in my life, a lot more positive experience. I could have traveled more. Um, I could have met some more influential people. Um, my anxiety got the best of me in a lot of ways. I could have been a lot further in this now um, or by now. I could have been a lot further in 
uh, my freelancing for makeup, I could have been a lot further in um, just my education. I could have been a lot further in where I am with my job. I could have just, I could have done so much more and I didn't. And it's because of my anxiety and that shadow part of me that I knew very much existed, but I just refused to deal with her when she came about. And I just kind of let her take over. And when it was all said and done, she just kind of retreated back to that dark space. And I just kind of told her, I'll see you when I see you. And even when people tried to come back into my life, I then allowed that anxiety to fuel her, you know, reappearance. And as she reappeared over and over and over again, not once did I ever bother to say to myself that this was wrong. And I struggled and I suffered. I suffered. My God, I suffered. And after a while, I vowed to myself that I would never suffer again. And the place that I had to go into to deal with my anxiety, y'all, I had lost hair. <laughs> my skin had broken out real bad. I wasn't eating. Um, there was a lot of journaling, a lot of dark, almost black letters to myself, a lot of scribbles, um, a lot of justifying me being so rude to me, a lot of fights with myself, physical. I had bruises from physical fights because I was hitting myself. I was keying at my wrist. I was, it, it took a lot for me to fight that identity that I had allowed to become a part of me for so very long I did not realize that my shadow was still a part of me all I knew was that when she was a part of me she was a part of me and when she wasn't a part of me I acted as if she didn't exist but she still held position and she very much knew who she was and how she ran and how she moved she drank a lot she smoked a lot of weed. She drank some lean. She cut half of her head off with her hair. I cut a lot of my hair off. Um, she dressed different. She was very provocative. She went to a lot of women as women <laughs> about men that were not hers. Um, she lived above her means. She was financially irresponsible. She was very impulsive, very reactive, very violent all in the means of trying to prevent shit from happening that never happened that never would have happened never meant to happen I did that me Christian Brianna Kirsten I did that me and I had to deal with me and I had to fight me I had to deal with my enemy and when I overcame my anxiety and when I beat my anxiety, I am proud to say that I have not had an anxiety attack, a panic attack, a post-traumatic stress disorder outburst in over a year and a half. I have not been on any type of psychotic medication in maybe three and a half years. Um, my emergency prescriptions are now um, in an archive, so if I did need them, I would have to wait for that prescription, and it sounds dangerous, but I don't need them. Um, yeah, I, I did. I had to deal with me. I had to deal with the fact as though my shadow self did exist, um, and it was some shit in there. It was some fears in there. It was some fears in there, y'all. It was some 
some fears in there and I don't I don't even know where they came from um, I had found the root of most of them but some of them I could not find the 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 root of them like where it started but I did come to um, or I grew to accept that I was not going to find its origin um, but that if the origin did come about that I would better understand my triggers and that I would start from my checkpoint um, if ever and I'm proud to say that I have not had to so very happy about that um, damn <laughs> Uh, the next is being strong whilst weak and I want to shout out to uh, Baylor the Great I did a Instagram live yesterday I was actually due to record this on Thursday um, Wednesday today's Thursday um, but I had smudged my room for the month I had begin begun to lit my altar or light my altar I was preparing myself to record and I actually fell asleep. <laughs> but yesterday I had went live on Instagram because I just wanted to make sure that I was just kind of touching on everything that I intended to touch on. And I wanted to do a mental health check in with you guys and just kind of see where you guys were during this uh, season. Because I know seasonal depression again is such a very large thing around this time. And before I go any further, I am proud to say that I'm not seeing too many people talking about seasonal depression. A lot of people are saying that they used to experience it and that they're not anymore, which is a great great thing to see um, but I'm also seeing that people that are dealing with it are being a lot more vocal so what I am seeing um, is not a uh, passive aggressive way of dealing about it like making jokes towards their seasonal depression no people who actually need help are asking for help with that being said um, I was I was on Instagram live yesterday and Baylor had tuned in shout out to you Baylor guys make sure you go over and listen to uh, BG for president really really good podcast really amazing podcast by the king baylor the great um and one thing that he had brought up is how the strong people still need a chance to um to not be strong and those people who are the strong people um sometimes don't know when the weak people are suffering and even those weak people have to have a certain amount of strength in order to admit that they're weak it was a lot it was a lot in the very little that he was saying it was just very impactful and there was a lot that I was able to pull from it and again Baylor I appreciate you for you um, and who you are and that inspired me to um, to come across that thing to remember in the journey to heal that it's important to admit that help is needed because at the moment you may not possess the strength needed to press through Always ask for consent before purging, but you know a per you never know a per person's state of mind. You just you know you you know your state of mind, you know you. Um, I think consent is very important when we talk about talking, when we talk about speaking, when we talk about dialogue, when we talk about conversation. Um, before I call, I call it dumping. Um, before I dump my baggage. Um, what I'm dealing with, my pressures, my insecurity, whatever I'm feeling at the moment, I like to ask, um, how are you feeling? How are you? Um, what's your state of being like right now? How you be? And if that person answers um, in a way, even in the tone of voice where I feel like right now might not be a good time, I then have to either find somebody else within my tribe, within my circle, who I feel like might be able to assist me with this, or I need to try to equip myself with that strength to deal with it. Um, weak people, 
weak people still possess a certain amount of strength in order to admit that they're weak. There's a, there's different levels of weakness and there's uh, different definitions to the word weak. Uh, to my strong people, I appreciate each and every one of you and I thank you for the role that you play in the friendships and the relationships that you hold and who you be to other people, the, the attachment and the relationship, the acquaintanceship that you have with others. Um, it's okay to not be strong. It's okay to not be strong. It is okay to not be strong. It is okay to be tired. It's it's okay to be tired. It is normal to be tired. It is common to be tired when people are coming to you and they are exhausting. All of it is that they have to get off of them onto you. You do get tired. I ask that you consider even taking just a small vacation. Gift yourself two days at minimum 48 hours to not deal with the issues that are placed in front of you. I ask that you find something that's going to allow you peace and not distraction. I ask that you find something that's going to give you peace and not distraction. I ask that you find something that's going to give you gift you peace and not distraction in trying to get yourself back into a place to be the strong friend. It's okay to cut it off. It's okay to cut it off. It is okay to cut it off. If ever you get to a point where you feel like even 48 hours is not going to be enough, let the people who are coming to you know that you cannot do it. Because in the event that they try to come to you not knowing what it is that you are experiencing now, two things are going to happen. You're either going to bend and break or you're going to snap back and you don't mean to. And the last thing you want to do is lash out at people who are not coming from a uh, an, an ingenuine place. They're just coming from a place of needing somebody and you are the person that they need. So in the event that you find that you don't possess the strength to continue to deal with the person who may be weaker than what you are right now, I ask that you admit that you are not okay. And know that I love you. The next thing um, is watch how you speak to you about you. Are you wishing negativity upon yourself? I got some shit with me <laughs> like I know I know I got some shit with me I know that I'm not perfect I know I don't even search for perfection I just know that I got some shit with me the one thing that I do is I watch how I speak to me I always correct myself if I feel like what I'm saying may not be kind to me now when I deserve to speak to me reckless when I know that I need to check myself yeah my verbiage with me is not very nice or very kind at all but I know what I can take from me like I know how I can speak to me I know how I can address me but um, just be mindful about how you address yourself how do you address you how do you talk to you what do you refer to yourself as um, how do you let other people address you what level of respect do you have for yourself right now? Why do you respect yourself either so poorly or so highly? Is is the way that you address yourself even deserved? Um, watch how you speak to you about you. The next thing is that behind enemy lines is a camp. Behind enemy lines is a camp. Your space is truly impactful. It can catalyze either positivity or negativity. Keep where you spend the most time, where you cleanse your body, and where you lay to rest clean. You are the enemy that we are speaking on right now. Now understand that outside forces as well also have a camp. Which means that there are people maybe within their circle that they're disclosing your information to. But aside from that, you may be your worst enemy. Now with that being said... 
behind you is your camp. This is where you retreat to in order to get back to the basics. This is where you get to know the battleground. This is where you get to know more about the war that you're facing. If that place is unorganized, if that place is dark, if that place is um, odorous, if that place is um, just, it's, it's just not a good place to be, then nothing good is going to come from it. I know that um, in the Christian faith, especially in my family, they say that God cannot dwell in an unclean place or God cannot dwell in an unclean home or something of that nature. Um, and my grandma used to say, my granny used to say um, that when in her household, when she realized that like the kids were slipping on their like schoolwork and when her marriage was facing a lot of problems, a lot of it was made worse by the fact as though the house wasn't clean. The fact is though when she was going in her room she had not washed her sheets in forever. Um, the fact is though you know maybe they weren't eating as clean. These were all things that my granny said that she took into consideration. And even with me being the spiritual being that I am. I always try to ensure that I keep my room clean. The bathroom clean. Where I cook my food clean. My whole entire home clean. But especially the places where I spend the most time. And especially the places that I find safe for me. So if I'm going to retreat back to these spaces I want to make sure that it's a space that's healthy in all aspects of the word. So always remember that, um, or I ask that you always consider that behind enemy lines is a camp. The next thing is influence. What do you dedicate your focus to? What amount of time do you give to what's best for you? I want you to compare that to the amount of time you gift your hindrance. If you're spending most of your time wrapping yourself in drama and negativity, and confusion and you know that what you need is peace and quiet and organization and time to yourself and kind words and words of affirmation and meditation and maybe a massage uh, maybe you know some exercise all these things influence you so if you're allowing yourself to focus more on the negative things that influence you, you're fueling that. Give yourself some space. Gift yourself some time. But really, really, really focus on what you are allowing to influence you. And in the event that you find that what you're dedicating yourself to is more so a hindrance than it is help, try fasting. Try a three-day fast, a 72-hour fast. Fast from it. Social media, sex, drinking, um, cursing, um, anything that you feel is um, no good to you. I ask that you consider fasting fast fast from it um and see how you know see how that does you and then go from three days to seven days and then maybe from seven days to 14 days 14 to 21 21 to 30 um and then over time you'll see that you start to wean yourself from it because you've created a habit to focusing more on the things that are positive and a lot less of the things that are negative the next thing is M-Y-O-B. And that is such a really old saying, right? But M-Y-O-B, mind your own business. Why do you know so much about people? Even when they're posting on social media, why are you so engulfed? 
What else could you be doing with that time? I.e., why the fuck are you not focused on you? If you know that right now you are not the best friend that you could be to you, you need to dedicate more time to re-establishing that relationship and not focusing on the relationships of others. Because what you're going to do is you are going to build a barrier between you and you. And that barrier between you and you is going to be all the things that one part of you is choosing to deal with other than having the conversation with you that the other part of you wants to hold. Mind your own business. Mind your fucking business. Mind your fucking business. Mind your fucking business and focus on you. Focus on you. The next thing is transferring energy. Stop hugging everyone. Stop shaking everyone's hand. And stop asking people how they are. You can't handle it right now. You can't do it. You cannot do it. Right now is not a good time for you at all. It's not a good time for you to be transmuting energy between people. There's a guy on my job who always likes to like high five. And every now and then he'll come up and grab my hand. And lately I've been telling him like, "Mm -mm, like, I can't do that. And it's not because I can't handle it. It's because like I've heard conversations that he's had like just throughout the office with other people about things that he's currently experiencing. I don't want that. I don't even want that to to even be a thing, to be a possibility, to 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 even be something that would leave like remnants on my hand. Hand sanitizer can't fix that. I, right now, I don't want to transmute anything with you, so I need you to just kind of like fist bump me. If you if for for some reason you just need to touch me, let's fist bump because what it is is that we're enclosed. Nothing is is getting through that bump. My fingers, the the I consider the ends of my fingertips outlets. My outlets are, are closed. My outlets are, are retracted to me. So that all that energy is being put back into me. Fist bumping with you does not allow anything to be transmuted to me. I've already locked my outlets. Anytime that we're interlocking hands, our outlets are both open and we're now in an interlocking position. So the energy has the chance to cycle. I don't want to cycle with you. I don't want to transmute with you. Leave me the fuck alone. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't fucking touch me that's just me being honest um there's a nicer way to say it but why would i don't fucking touch me um is this the last thing no this is the next thing timing has this been since birth or did this just come about how life altering is this issue if this is something that just came about 48 hours ago and it's not truly traumatic. You were not sexually assaulted. You were not shot. You were not stabbed. You were not robbed. Um, it was nothing of that nature. It's not that serious. It honestly probably should have been gifted about 5 to 15 minutes. And you should have let it go then. But you didn't. So here we are. I want you to think about timing. Now if this has been since birth. There is something to deal with. If this has been since your childhood then this is something to deal with. If this is something truly traumatic, then yes, this is something to deal with. But if this was just you spilling your coffee, if this was just you getting some work back from your boss and it was wrong, if this was just something very, very little, you're gifting it too much time. And now you go have beef with you because part of you knows that this is taking too fucking long and you're getting impatient with your healing. This was not even anything that you had to heal from. You made it an issue. You created the issue. And now you got to deal with you. How long has this been happening? How long has this been going on for? 
Really? Really? Let's be honest. Really? How long has this been a thing? If it hasn't been a thing that long, it should not take you that long to heal. We're not talking about the quality of the trauma. We're not talking about it all, that at all. Because sometimes something could have happened 48 hours ago that was truly, truly traumatic. We're talking about the quality of the situation or the, the trauma that you created when it's something very minute. So how severe is it? We're talking about the severity um, and the quality of the matter. The next thing, I think this is the last thing. Yes, the last thing. Separating emotions and opinions from what is fact. How much of this is lingering because of your outlook on the situation? Let's be honest. We are very opinionated people, but we are also very easily influenced, especially by the media, especially just by outside sources. And I know we're talking about ourselves, but we have to think about what influences us, what we eat, what we put into our bodies, all of those things. And those influences directly affect our outlook. So if we are going to make matters worse because we do have the um the ability to do that and we do have the habit of doing that sometimes we have to pay attention to the fact that fact exists when we're going through something traumatic a lot of it a lot of it most of it is opinion whether it be opinion from others in reference to our healing like why it's taking the route or the time that it is is just kind of based off of so much if we could just for a second just breathe in the midst of that healing and think about what is fact what is known what is black and white whether it be through science whether it be just us you know like because it's something that we experienced we know the timeline we know all of that we can see why we're going through it the way that we're going through it and if we're going through it the way that we're going through it how much of this can either be resolved how many how much of it can be deleted or terminated in the midst of the healing like maybe there's parts of this that we don't have to deal with it doesn't bother us but maybe because it bothers us or because it's bothering us we need to look at why it's bothering us is it because we feel like it's not that bad or because we look at it to say you know, like that was truly, truly, truly traumatic. And again, it really wasn't all that serious. But the outside world is telling us that this is this is horrible. Um, the people around us, the conditioning has just been telling us that it's just really, really horrible. Um, one example that I can give, I guess, to give it better context is people who are like Muslim. Right. So they follow the Muslim faith. Um, let's say that they get a burger and the burger is supposed to be like a beef burger but they find out that they've put pork in it and you've eaten this burger and now it's the end of the world like it's like what the fuck oh my god Allah is going to fucking kill me like I can't even be a Muslim anymore like this is this is horrible you know like the outside world tells me that eating pork is like disgusting and if I ever digest it then you know like it's, it's really going to do something and then you start freaking out and you put yourself in a place where you've made matters worse but again it's because you're giving this matter more than what it needs it happened you made a mistake this 
it's going to happen. You're not perfect. Nobody is. But because you've taken outside opinion or because the outside world has affected the opinion um, in the way that you think, you have now made this bigger than what it is. So I say that to say this. It might not be that big. Like, let's think about how much of that is fact. Like, yes, it's fucked up. You know, maybe you should have looked at the ingredients. But if you've been Muslim for 366 days and this one day out of 366 you've made this this mistake that does not equate to the 365 days that you've done right by your God. And if your God is a forgiving God then this won't matter. You know, it'll matter but it won't matter because you've been forgiven. So I want you guys to just take that into consideration I ask that you consider that thinking about how much of it is opinion and with that level of opinion how much is it affecting the healing process is it really as bad as it is I really feel like that is pretty much the same thing as the influence but at the same token again emotion and opinion versus fact because sometimes we can we confuse the two um that's it that's it those are those are the things those are the things to remember on this journey to heal our healing journeys all different our healing journeys are all um different in time different in space different in energy different in trauma different in process different just different our affirmations are different our confirmations are different our angel numbers are different our symbols and signals are different um, our orishas are different all of this all of this is different but you know what is not different healing healing is all the same the way we heal is different how we gonna heal is different but the fact is that we healed is always going to be an amazing thing that's always going to be the reward the award to dealing with those traditions and those traumas and those means of conditioning that have made us uncomfortable with ourselves and not making us like us and is making us cry and is making us angry and making us feel and making us fear all of it all of it we're gonna deal with all of it I claim it I claim it for you I claim it for me I claim it for us all of it we are going to overcome all of this forever healing forever evolving but yet at the same time still very much whole again our affirmation for this week is my journey to healing is led by me we're gonna again this time we're gonna take both of our hands right we're going to create that warmth. We're going to envision that warmth, that warm feeling, that, that amazing feeling. We're going to put our hands together and we're going to feel that warmth. And then we are going to take our hands and we're going to take our palms and press against right above that navel, that, that solar plexus, that, that gut feeling, that intuition, that right there. My journey to healing is led by me. Family, if no one has told you today, let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. If nobody has told you today, let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. The next several minutes of this episode is going to be geared towards meditation and getting ourselves back into a very amazing place and realigning those chakras. Um... You're going to hear 417, so 417 hertz, 
which is going to be the sounds, the meditation sounds, um, on top of uh, light music and um, a few ocean sounds. The 417 hertz helps to remove negative energy. So we're trying to get rid of that energy that is surrounding us that is no good for us in order to allow us to heal in a more positive light and to feel better, like physically and emotionally feel better. So the 417 hertz is what we'll be listening to here. And I ask that you consider repeating that affirmation during your time of meditation that my journey to healing is led by me. Again, if nobody has told you today, let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you and I will talk to you next week.